Welcome to the eighth episode of Four Year Career Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Fisher, PJ Career Consultant. Today, we're going to discuss a hot topic amongst the industry, and that's attracting and retaining talent, uh, not only amongst the golf industry, but pretty much any industry right now that we're in. My special guest today is Jeff Grant, certified PJ professional in executive management, as well as a certified club manager and COO at NCR Country Club and a past member of the National PGA Employment Committee. So, Jeff, I want to welcome you on to Four Year Career. Thanks, Keith. Glad to be here. Um, so, Jeff, we're going to jump in with a few questions here and then just kind of start the conversation. Um, obviously, I, I know kind of your tricks and traits of attracting and retaining talent. That's why I wanted to have you on. But in your time that you've been in your management roles, what observations do you have about changes in culture in the workplace and how about changes in the newer generation of professionals that we're seeing as well? Well, I think there's been a lot of changes culturally with clubs and with people, and especially the new generation. Um, certainly hours of operation and hours that people want to work and want and their lifestyles have changed. Um, people want to have a life. And I've always made it kind of my rule that uh, whoever I hire, I want them to have a good work-life balance. So that is one of the keys that we use here to try and attract good people. Okay, great. Um, you know, kind of keying in on that, um, if you could, you know, what do you feel are the key components to attracting and ultimately retaining talent? Obviously, you just talked about uh, work-life balance. Go a little bit into like maybe some of the ways that you try to ensure that that's happening for your staff. Any other items that you kind of see that are, are keys in, in making sure that staff, you know, stick with you or, or want to come work for you? So when we go through the hiring process, we have a couple key people here that, that do most of the interviews, but we try to learn as much as we can about the employee that we're hiring and, and the department they're going to be working in. So, uh, you know, there's certain ways you can find out information that you're not allowed to ask the questions about, like if they have families and kind of what's important to them about their hobbies, their interests, their likes or dislikes. And we use that to kind of build a profile, if you will, of how we can, you know, uh, fit the job to best fit their needs. So, you know, we have a lot of people that are uh, working parents and, you know, picking up kids at school is important to them. So we can structure their shifts around that. So just be very flexible with, you know, how we, how we hire. And then once we get them here, how we, uh, we put them into the workforce here. So, so specifically talking about like golf professionals and assistant professionals a little bit, obviously our industry, you know, timing is tough, right? Like, so hours that we have to cover, open and, and everything else how are you what are you seeing either at your own facility here or other facilities that you may try to mirror and what any creative ideas and how to work with those assistants to kind of keep them engaged keep them motivated and, and kind of keep them wanting to continue along within the industry because we do see a lot of people starting to kind of look elsewhere outside of our industry so you know i don't know if it's just good fortune or just been lucky but, you know, I've always hired good PGA professionals and uh, from doing that, they retain and attract other professionals that want to stay working for them. So, you know, for example, when I got here, there was maybe three PGA professionals on staff and I believe we have seven now. And I, you know, I, I wouldn't hire anybody that wasn't at least on that track. And, you know, we hired, hired a great director of golf who's a master professional who's top in our industry and the people that work for him aspire to be him. And I think that's important when you're you're going through and hiring assistants. And of course, you're going to lose some here and there. But um, we've never had a problem, or I've never had a problem hiring golf pros. And you know, case in point, 
we got a year sitting across from me right now. Um, you started working for me when you were 14 and look where you're at. You, you went and got your card, you're certified. So you try to hire people that, you know, kind of have the same interests and, and the same aspirations that you do in their career. And I think we, you know, that's probably one of the only things I've done really, really well in my career on the PGA side is hire good people that have went far in their career and then inspired others to do that. Yeah. I would, I would say though to, to that, I think you're selling yourself short a little bit. You, you took, um, you took an interest in, in our careers. Mm-hmm. Those of, those of us that have worked for you, you, you take an interest in, as, as you still do. I mean, the, for those that don't know, you know, as Jeff said, I've, I've worked for Jeff throughout my career. Uh, and Jeff and I have known each other for a very long time. Uh, and, and I, Jeff, I, count as one of my mentors. So, you know, I still go to him for career advice and we still bounce things off of each other, you know, from, from that aspect. So I think that just goes to show the power of being a good mentor of taking an interest in your staff's career aspirations. When, when the employers do that, you know, this is something we're hearing from the younger generation. That's a huge part, right? Work-life balance is a big part. Compensation is always going to play a part too. Um, but then really taking an interest in making sure that they're getting to where they want to get to in their careers as, as soon as possible is, is another big facet to it. You know, kind of going to that, you know, compensation is, is obviously a tough thing sometimes just because we all are confined within our budgetary resources mm-hmm. that we have. And not every facility has the same budgetary resources as, as the next. So uh, how did have you done anything, maybe not necessarily here at NCR, but, you know, in other places that you may not have had as many resources at your disposal, have you done anything creative in in trying to set up a compensation package for assistant professionals specifically, or even head professionals too, because we're even starting to see some of those individuals get out of the industry as well to kind of keep them, you know, fiscally well off, you know, to a point and being able to feel like they're, they're making a dent in what they need to for their family. Yeah, every facility is different. And obviously where I'm at now, we have a few more resources that we can do some interesting things with. But, you know, there again, it goes back to finding what makes that individual tick. And that that's the big part of hiring and retaining is getting to know your staff. So um, I've had assistants in the past and golf professionals that, that playing was important to them. So um, and then in, in the grand scheme of things, paying entry fees into tournaments on occasion for that professional made a big difference in their life. Um, so, and then some others want to teach a lot. Others want to be involved with juniors. So ramping up compensation and bonus structures and incentives for those that, that met their interests, that was a way that we could add compensation while they were doing something they were interested in. So, I mean, it's, you don't really have to reinvent the wheel with some of this stuff. But I think if you figure out what makes people tick, then you can kind of structure a compensation package around whatever their needs are. Great. The other thing you do, I think too, and, and I'm going to kind of, ask them pull this out of you a little bit is what are some of the innovative ways that you've gone about rewarding your staff i know that we've done some creative things uh, in the past when we worked together at dayton country club and and then and i know some of the things going on here at ncr but kind of tell the audience a little bit about how you've gone about recognizing your staff rewarding your staff for for the good job that they do you know and just kind of showing them that they're appreciated at the end of the day so one of the things we've done the last couple clubs have been as we started an employee fund um, which basically it's $10 per month per membership. So $120 a year, um, which is you know pretty small in, in comparison to dues and everything else that members uh, pay for. Uh, we use that money for all kinds of different things. So we do uh, 
specifically here, we do a monthly employee of the month. We do an employee of the year. Uh, we have employee assistance program. Uh, we also do some employee trips. Uh, for instance, we uh, just purchased Kings Island's tickets for the entire kitchen staff because we've had a, a couple busy weeks here and uh, got them all to go down to Kings Island same day. Uh, we take them bowling. We go to Dragons games. We've done all kinds of things like that uh, uh, over the past couple of years. And again, it's we have some people that don't do that, so we find out what makes them tick and you know what interests them. Sometimes it might be just a, an extra paid day off. And that goes a long way for people when they know they can get compensated and then be able to stay home and get some work done. So those are just a few of the things we're able to do with with the resources that we create through the employee fund. Yeah, that's great. I And I think, too, even if you're in the public sector and don't have that, that membership component that you can draw from, you can still do little things like you talked about going to baseball games or just different team building activities or even allowing somebody a paid time off. Right. Like all those right. are well within reach, even if you don't have that kind of pool of money necessarily to draw from, um, can always find it. I think the best facilities always find somehow to take care of their employees and the happier the employees are, the more that they feel appreciated, the better job that they do for you, I think at the end of the day. Um, so I, I think that's a, that's a really key component um, to everything, you know, the employee of the month is, is potentially silly as that sounds right it's as right. simple as that sometimes it's just a round of golf i mean uh you know we've got the sopj reach pro-am coming up here and i'm taking my entire management team from the uh golf course agronomy department now i don't know how we're going to play but uh and i don't know how they're going to feel about <laughs> playing on their own course but you know it's just kind of a nice nice way to just not be at work and go play golf with the gm and have a good time and uh it's little things like that that you know, you build those relationships with employees and, and they want to stay. And you take an interest, like you said before, you take an interest in their lives and in their careers. And it makes them makes them loyal employees that when they do move on, uh, you know, you're going to be proud to say they, they one time used to work for me. And it kind of leads into the next thing where I was going to go is, you know, kind of where do you find talent? And most likely if a person has a good experience working for you, they're going to recommend hopefully good people back to you. 100%, 100%. So most of the, you know, we do all the standard stuff like everyone else does, you know, indeed and on the, in the paper and career links and all these things. Um, but good people come from good people usually. Um, and most of our staff in, and not just the golf department, but the restaurant agronomy come from employees that already work here because they've had a good experience and they said, hey, you should come work here because of this, this and this. So a lot of our employees come come through those ranks. I mean, I think that's, I think that's key. We talked, we've talked about networking in the past on a few of our other podcasts and how important that is not only to build your career out as you, as people go along in their careers, but even more so now than anything is, is finding that next assistant professional. Um, un, unfortunately, I'm, I'm running some data right now and I, this will, uh, we haven't even talked about this, but running some data right now. And, and for the first eight months of 2021, we're averaging in our area, the areas that I cover, Ohio and Kentucky, we're averaging about 1.4 applicants per assistant position. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, it's, I never came up through the assistant ranks, so I don't, I don't know what it's like to be an assistant. I was fortunate to, or unfortunate to just jump right in. So I don't, as a head pro right away. So I know it can be tough to be an assistant uh, at places, but again, it goes back to who you're going to be working with and who you're going to be working for. And, 
you know, I can speak to the places I've been when, you know, you and I worked together and we didn't have a problem finding assistance when you were the head pro. We don't have a problem finding them with uh, our current director of golf and master professional because they treat them right. They give them respect. They, they find out again what makes them tick and if they want days off, if they like to play golf, if they like to teach. Um, and, and sometimes it is just comes down to money, which that's the hardest part. If uh, like any job, you know, they, it doesn't matter if you're a CEO of a Fortune 500 company or an assistant pro, you know, money is important. But if you're taking a job for the money, you're taking it for the wrong reasons. And I think we all know that. So, um, you know, you certainly don't get in the golf business to become a millionaire and retire at age 35. But you get into it because you love what you do. You love helping people. You, you want to grow the game of golf. And, you know, that's key. And you have to sell that. Yeah. And I think I think another thing, too, you know, as you're talking about that, I was just thinking about kind of your the staffing setup here and while there's it's a it's a great mix of young kind of seasoned individuals all across the board but the younger individuals to me are homegrown uh-huh. right like they they were tapped through a caddy program or through an outside operation program and you know I, I think that's another thing that I've seen in your operations that have always done a very good job is it's kind of finding that talent and then saying hey have you ever thought of this I mean that's that's how I became a PGA professional. It was working for you in the bag room, working for you cleaning carts in the golf shop, and you coming to me and going, hey, have you thought about doing this as a career? And yes and no. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if you remember this. It's been a while. But, you know, going into my freshman year of college, I was going to be a graphic design major. That's, I remember that. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. And. He said, hey, well, what about being a golf pro? I said, yeah, I mean, obviously it's something that I think would be fun. And you go, well, here's what I'll do. And I'll never forget this is you said, hey, look, I'm going to work you this summer just like an assistant pro. You know, obviously you won't have the title. You're not going to have that because we don't want to affect your amateur status or anything to that effect with college golf. But I'm going to work you like you are an assistant mm-hmm. and I'm going to teach you the different, you know, we're going to go a little bit more in depth on what you your knowledge base. And I came out of that summer going, yeah, absolutely. This is what I want to do. And I changed my major to business management the first day I set foot on campus. And, you know, away, away we go down that path. So I think we've lost that a little bit. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. You know, I don't know that we necessarily go out and search for those, that next generation as much as we used to. I, I think for sure we have. And I think it's because, you know, the pros nowadays or the GMs or whomever, aren't taking enough interest in the people that they have on site, whether that's someone washing dishes in the kitchen or someone that's washing clubs outside. I mean, you know, we, we have a big staff here. We have over 200. So, you know, I know everybody, but I don't know everybody like I would if I was at a smaller club, which that's probably, uh, uh, that's 100% on me, but you know, I do talk to them. I do learn their names. I do learn where they go to school, what their interests are, if they're in school, what they're majoring in, if they're in sports, what sports they play. Because you, you can develop relationships and you can find that Keith Fisher out there that could next be the next career consultant or PGA member or what have you. So um, you're right. A lot of the talent is right here under our nose and we kind of just let it slip by, you know, because there's always people saying, well, I'd love being around this. This is great. What a what a life. And, you know, every job has its ups and downs, but um, it is it is a good career path. And it's certainly sky's the limit right now because we are our, our resources seem to be limited somewhat, especially in the assistant pro side. But 
again, if I think of just taking a, a simple interest in, in what people do and what they want to do, and again, going back to what makes them tick, um, that is really, I think, how you, you find and grow talent. Oh, I think it's spot on. Um, so this is fairly quick conversation, but uh, do you have any final thoughts on attracting, retaining talent, anything else that you're kind of seeing or, you know, that you're like, hey, man, I, maybe I might try some of that, you know, within my operation? So, like I said, we have over 200 employees here, so it's a big operation. Um, and, you know, I have some uh, two people in the HR department that do most of the interviewing. But if we try to find good people, it doesn't really matter, you know, what your specific talents are in some way. You know, if we're not going to hire somebody to work in the kitchen, it's never you know, been in the kitchen before, and we're not going to hire somebody to be a golf pro that is not on that path. But if they're not a good person, and you can pick that out right away, the relationship you build, you know, if I'm hiring someone to, to work in the golf shop, uh, if they don't have a personality in the interview, they're not getting hired, you know, and you get an immediate feel on whether you, you think somebody's going to be likable or not. So we try to hire good people. Um, we do a pretty thorough screening process on some people. And it certainly limits our resources. And you know what we're seeing now is for every 10 people that uh, schedule an interview in any department, one or two show up. And I can't put my finger on why that's happening right now. Um, you know, I have my ideas, but not something we're going to share on a podcast. But uh, <laughs> I just think it's, you know, you get lucky and you have to keep trying. And again, hiring great people, is, it's hard. It's really hard and, and big companies invest a lot of money in trying to do that. And all of us clubs that are in this, we don't have the resources to do what Fortune 500 companies do and even they're struggling. So it's not unique just to the golf industry. It's, it's everywhere. So I, I know I said final thoughts and I'd love to end it right there, but you, you just kind of clicked a, a question in my mind um, that I think is an important topic to discuss is sounds like what you're saying is go out, find the good people and you'll train them to do the job that you hired them to do. They may not necessarily have all the skill sets, but as long as they have an idea of what they're trying to accomplish or within that field, whatever it may be within a club setting that, Hey, I'll, I'll train them to do the job. I, I just need the good people. That's right. And we do it in, in every, every avenue of the club, you know, whether it's maintenance or in food and beverage or in golf, if we find somebody we really like, we will invest in them. And I think that's the key. You have to, you know, people have to want to go to work for someone that's going to, like you said before, take an interest in what they're doing. And, you know, I'm part of the CMA as well. And anytime I get anybody that shows any kind of interest in, excuse me, moving up in the club industry, which, you know, whether it's a general manager or a clubhouse manager or restaurant bar manager, uh, try to take them under my wing, get them involved with CMA and the education programs that they offer, or same thing, conversely with PGA, try to do the same thing. I don't know how many of my pros are certified here, but I'm pretty sure almost all of them are, except for one that just got in. So um, I'd put that up against most facilities in the country, you know, with six or seven PGA professionals, you got five or six that are certified. So that is important to me. And uh, those resources are out there. And, you know, I, it's great to be a good player. It's great to have those those resources too. But I look at PGA pros and their career and how they look to advance. And those are the kind of people we try to hire. Ones that aspire to to keep getting better and keep learning. No, and that's that's perfect. And I mean, I think at the end of the day, you also the other thing that I've seen, you know, out of NCR is you advertise that, right? Like you 
in, in certain ways, you're you're unique in doing it. When you do advertise for the position, you're almost selling the facility and what you'll do for them versus, hey, here's a job description and come mm-hmm. come do all these job duties for me. Right. You know, no, hey, come work for us. We're gonna we're gonna invest in your future. We're gonna take an interest. We're going to do all that, and, and you're able to say that in certain ways. So I I think that also ties into that you are investing in those people, but you're also now advertising that out to the masses, so to speak, when you are advertising for those roles. Right. Well, and when they come to work here on the PGA side, they see we've got the master professional, we've got five certified professionals, we've got a certified club manager. So they know we're serious, you know, and that's that again, that is for any employer, whether you're a small club or a big club, that is a very small price to pay to get someone certified and invest in their career to, you know, make them better, you know, and they always say, what if they leave? What if they leave? What if they stay? You know, you've always heard that. What if you, what if you don't invest in them and they stay? That's worse. I've done that too. We all make mistakes, but um, I've invested a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of money in several employees and they've left and long-term we're probably better for it. So uh, we always, you know, good things come to those who wait. Yep. Well, Jeff, I, I can't thank you enough for being on for your career. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation on attracting and retaining talent in the next podcast as well. Um, it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to we're going to step away from some of our uh, quality PGA professionals uh, within uh, the industry, and we're actually going to bring on a couple other career consultants. So it'll be uh, a good conversation that we can have with uh, some of my team members. I think that they have some valuable insights into this uh, ultra important topic. So. Jeff, again, thanks for coming on. Uh, Truly appreciate everything that you do for RPJ professionals out there uh, and the interest that you take in them. So thanks again for everything. Thanks for having me.